Hi, this is Dave Brock, Partners in Excellence. Thank you for taking the time to watch this video. It's, it is, to me, one of the most interesting conversations I've had in some time. It's with John Smybert, Wayne Maloney, Jeff Clulo, the authors of The Wentworth Prospect. We had just a fascinating conversation about why they wanted to write the book and why they chose a novel uh, style to present this, this information. It's really one of the, the best written sales books I've seen this year. It has an intriguing plot that'll keep your attention, and it really gets into some of the key issues that all of us need to look at in terms of uh, improving our sales performance and improving our ability to connect effectively with our customers. I hope you enjoyed this thing, and, and more importantly, after the conversation, I hope you find it yourself curious enough to run to Amazon or your bookstore or wherever you, you get books and get a copy of this book. It's really worth your time. You'll both enjoy the plot line to it, and you'll learn just a huge amount about what it takes to be a real professional salesperson. Thanks so much. Enjoy the video. That's right. Congratulations, Dave. You're in early. <laughs> good, good. Well, John, let's start with you. If you could just give a brief introduction of yourself and Wayne and then Jeff and, and just so people know who you are. Well, you can tell by my age, I've got a long history and, and the whole history has been in sales and sales leadership, mainly for uh, large uh, IT providers. So IBM, Mencia, Unisys, Fujitsu, and those four names sort of make up nearly 40 years. Uh, and in the last, uh, uh, since 2004, I've been running my own little consulting company, uh, working with a number of people like Wayne, for example, to uh, really help drive or improve professionalism in sales, help organizations change the way they sell so they're selling more effectively and more sustainably. Uh, and uh, I, I guess uh, I'll go on and before Wayne and Jeff talk and just say, my inspiration behind the book was actually Wayne. Wayne came to me and Wayne had written two books and two great books for anybody um, interested in, in sales and sales leadership books. One's on sales and one's on sales management. Uh, and he wanted to write a third book. And he'd, Wayne had been working with me, uh, helping drive a, a methodology we have around deal management, deal strategy, mm -hmm. how to actually process a deal and progress a deal and, and help organizations make decisions and so on. Uh, and we'd rolled that out to a number of organisations, um, and and the, the and the impact was incredible. Yeah, when when yeah. it was properly implemented top down, uh, it was a cultural change in the organisation, and an organisation just took off. It's it's amazing when you get the right culture, you have the right intent yeah. as an organisation, and that intent rolls off under individuals. So that was so successful. And Wayne and I looked at each other, and Wayne said, "Look, I want to write write another book on this subject." Um, and I, um, I said, yep, okay, I'll, I'll support you on that, Wayne. Uh, and then I said, but I want to write a novel. <laughs> Wayne looked at me with, with you know, big round eyes and said, well, do you really want to do that? Yep, I want to write a novel. That was six Let's years. come back to that. Let's come back to that after we talked to, to Wayne and Jeff. But I remember when I, 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 uh, it was when I first opened the book up and was reading it, you know, I thought, 
oh, some of my favorite authors are Jeffrey Childs and Stephen King and, and all these. And you know, this is starting to fit in that genre. And I wanted to see who, whether it was a murder mystery sales book, uh, uh, you know, customer gets pissed off with, with salesperson, kills person, which customer did it or did they all <laughs> dive in? So. Well, yeah, people get killed in the first chapter. So, yeah, there's lots right, of that sort right. of stuff happening. Super yeah. Wayne, Wayne, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you and John work real closely together. Yeah, look, John's covered off a lot of uh, you know the, the story of the book and why we why we did it. Um, my background: I'm a mechanical engineer by profession, of all things. And uh, many years ago, I, as a very young mechanical engineer, I had a, a big disagreement with the managing director of the company. And um, he decided I'd be better off finding a career elsewhere. And that was probably the best advice anyone gave me. And I moved into sales from there. So I then had a, a career in sales, predominantly in corporate, uh, but across three continents in Europe, Asia and Australia. And I worked in largely in the data communications and IT space, uh, mm -hmm. the ICT space. Uh, but then, like John, about 2005, I decided to jump off the corporate treadmill. Uh, I got sick of the amount of travel and that that I was doing. And, um, yeah, I became a consultant like John. And I've been largely working with organisations in the upper end of the SME space. So okay. uh, that's been uh, you know, where I've been over that time. So, uh yeah, that's about it. So, um, look forward to this, is, this is your third book. What are the other two books that you've written? Yeah, look, the other one that I did, uh, Roadmap to Sales Management Success and the Roadmap to Sales Success. And both of those were done because initially in my career as a successful salesperson, I was promoted into a sales management role and failed miserably initially. And that was because I had no idea of what it was like to be a sales manager. So I wrote that book on the basics of that. And then um, I turned around and did the same on the sales book. I'm a strong believer in the basics of selling and the building a foundation. And uh, that was where I got from there. And I do apologize. I've got a dog barking in the background. But I'm part of uh, being in a pandemic and working from home. That's my neighbor's but, No, not at all. You'll, you'll probably see, I don't know if the camera sees it out of the corner of my desk. Uh, one of my cats is sitting on the desk and he may get impatient and inspect the, your faces on the screen. So uh, uh, we'll have our, our pets with us. Jeff. Yes, David. My background is um, I'm an ad man. Um, I'm a bit of an outsider in this team. Um, I trained originally in London uh, in the 80s as a copywriter. I've been a, a copywriter for the majority of my career. I've also worked as an <clears throat> executive creative director, a regional creative director for some very big ad agencies. I've worked in uh, Hong Kong, here in Sydney, and uh, also in London for a number of years. And um, I, I guess the, the skill set that I brought to the, to the whole thing was... Um, more uh, writing craft and uh, mm -hmm. ideas and, and, and that sort of thing. So um, that's, that's my background. I'm consulting now. I'm no longer working in the, uh, you know, in, sitting in a big agency. I'm working from home, doing a bit of consulting. And also I'm making the move into uh, writing fiction, which is something I've always wanted to do for many, many years. Oh, wow. 
So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting journey. I, I've been published in anthologies. I've had short stories published by um, a publisher here in Australia called Shooting Star Press. I've also been published um, in the UK by uh, a publisher called Raven and Drake. And uh, I'm about to be published by a publisher in the States called Black Ink Fiction. So I've got a couple of stories coming up with them. I'm going to be in a book uh, within the next month and then uh, something in the new year. And, yeah, there's a, a few other projects in the pipeline as well. But that's the, uh, the area that I'm gradually moving myself into. Well, you know, and it, it's, it seems like a, a book about sales and sales execution and sales effectiveness Anytime you deal with sales, sometimes I get the feeling you're dealing with a lot of fiction. So this is a good transition for you. Into your Absolutely. Writing. It's it's um, it's taught me a lot. Just writing the book has um, it's taught me how to write a novel. So, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I always had a, a rough idea beforehand. I was writing short stories anyway. I'd never written long forms, anything like this. And this is this is quite a large book. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this was a yeah, it was a bit of a first for me. And um it was very interesting. It was great to have two other people there to write with because um, writing a, a novel, writing a, a long book, is, is, as you know, is it's a it's a it's a marathon effort, and you and you do it alone. And um, yeah. sometimes you don't know if what you're doing is either correct or whether it you know whether it works, whether it works as a piece of fiction, whether it works as narrative, whether it's conveying the right information. You just don't know. Um, so it's been it was great to work both with, with, with Wayne and John on that. And, um, yeah, we all brought different things to it, I guess. I mean, obviously, those guys brought the sales to it. I, you know, my background is in the corporate world. So I know absolutely yeah, yeah. all the fiction that you're talking about, all the, the stuff that is stranger than fiction that happens within boardrooms and within organizations. So, yeah, I, yeah. I brought my experience on that as well. Well, let me go back to John, because. You're the person, well, I wanted to ask kind of what inspired writing a sales book, but, but what made your involvement saying, it, I'll only do this if it's a novel. Why did you choose a novel as the form to start getting people to think differently about selling? Well, like a lot of people, I love novels. Um, I go to bed every night with a novel. I might only read two pages before I fall asleep, but I've, I've got a novel with me all the time. Uh, and, and I love reading novels, and I learn a lot from novels. Even even the great, no, the really great novelists, you know, put set a scene that's that's real. It might be in some exotic part of the world or whatever. I and mean, I learn about the geography. I learn about the people and the cultures and so on. Uh, and, and and to me, a great way to learn is through stories. I've got a, we, yeah. Wayne and I have got a, a friend called Mike Adams who who talks about storytelling in sales. And it's you know the reality is. It, it, you know, we it, we all learn so much from a good story, and if that story is well founded in in fact, uh, in in methodologies, in and so on, we will learn that so much better than learning it in a classroom or learning it in a textbook that tells us what we should know. Uh, and so that was that was what it was. And the inspiration came as a, fr a friend of ours too, Tony Hughes, had written uh, yeah. seven or eight years ago a, a novel. Uh, called um, the Joshua Principle, again a sales novel, and 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 we uh, we thought it was a I, I loved it reading it, but I, at the end of it, um, and, and I, Tony's going to kill me for this, but at the end of it, I thought yeah, it's an okay novel. It's a good sales book, but it's an okay novel. We want to write a really good novel uh, and something that will stand up as a novel on its own, uh, and. 
I've got to say, I found out uh, very quickly working with Wayne that uh, that's not easy to do. And, and the, the, the greatest blessing that ever came was Jeff joining us that, that really brought our whole vision alive. Yeah. The one of the things that struck me, I, I, I read Tony's book, uh, The Joshua Principle, and it was only the second book on selling that I'd ever read that it come in a, a novel form. And then I saw yours. And one of the things, particularly about reading the Wentworth Project, is you're able to take, you know, I think so often when we, you know, just write nonfiction about sales, here best practices, methods, and so on and so forth, here's why it's important. You have a hard time connecting them to the real world and what salespeople actually do and what happens when they work with customers. I think the other thing that struck me with uh, reading the Wentworth project in particular was uh, prospect uh, in particular was you can make certain things larger than life. So you can can kind of it's it kind of smacks you in the face and you say, oh, my God, I've seen this before. I can relate to this thing. But it really is the ability in a novel to make certain situations larger than life and, and, and help people see them more clearly than you might see in, in, um, in a nonfiction book. This is a lesson that Jeff brought to us or brought to me particularly. Um, Jeff took us right back to the beginning of the book. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd had a number of goes at writing uh, ourselves. We then tried ghostwriters. None of it worked. Um, yeah. uh, but, but Jeff brought us back and we, we really sat down and, and thought in depth about the, the characters that we needed uh, and the synopsis of the story. And, we, and Jeff had us spending weeks and weeks or months on, on getting the synopsis right and getting the characters right before we ever started writing. Uh, and, and, and he built these characters. Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a great sales manager at the beginning of the book. Um, yes. And, and later on, there's another another sales manager who's the epitome of the salesman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really interesting. Everybody that's read the book so far, that's worked in sales, worked for a sales manager, says, "I know that guy. I worked for that guy once." So yeah. it doesn't matter how over the top the character is, it, it gets the point across. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, you, you probably don't have characters quite over the top as the guy called Roper that we've got in the book, but it really emphasizes how to how to lead, how to and how not to lead uh, in a sales environment. And that's a good point about the book. It's not just about how to sell and what the selling process is and all that. So it's also depicts good management principles as well. Well, the other thing too, and, and Wayne, maybe you could talk a little bit about this is the, I don't know how to say this well, uh, Jeff can edit my words, but the human to human connection, the vividness and, and the difficulties we have in communicating with our peers, communicating with our managers, communicating with, with our customers and so on and so forth. And you were able to bring that, one of the things I really liked about this particular form of book was you're able to bring that to real life. And again, I could see myself in some of these conversations and so on. And I think this had a much more human touch um, about, you know, 
what people think, you know, the key character, I don't want to give away much, much of the plot line, but, you know, you're in her mind and what her fears are, what her aspirations are, what, what things are happening. Yeah. Um, and, and David, that's one of the great things about the way Jeff's um, brought this to life with the novel. Uh, if you're reading a sales textbook, for example, and, and I'll use the term textbook guardedly, but um, even just the handbooks that I wrote, you don't have the emotion there. You don't have the reality of what's actually going to happen yeah. in the boardroom or in front of the client. And that really impacts when a salesperson, especially a young salesperson, is trying to learn. They're really just applying what they learn out of a textbook or out of a manual. But what we've tried to do here and what I think Jeff's done really well, as you say, is actually get to a point where that's come across and we've highlighted what that interaction might be and where the personalities play out and they, those personalities can interfere with any sales process that you might be trained in. So it's not, and I know you're very much onto this, it's not a linear process uh, right. in any sales process. It jumps around. And one of the reasons it jumps around is because of the different individuals and personalities that are involved there. And I think what we, well, not I think, but what we tried to do there is to highlight those sorts of issues when we put the book together. And uh, that was part of the guidance that, you know, that we provided Jeff and then Jeff turned around and, uh, and put into the novel. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, I think, well, and, and if I look at that as a contrast to so many of the other books that I, I read that well are nonfiction and, um, and I'll, even, even like my book is, is you try and inject some stories there but it's hard to make that that kind of emotional connection to people and 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 as you look at it these days as as you look as i look at you know particularly in the pandemic it's is as though everything that happened to us before is now emphasized and on steroids and and so you see these emotional impacts and human to human impacts um um really vivid and I'm not sure we're really equipped to deal with it or sometimes we feel all alone in dealing with it so reading the book and seeing oh they're going through the same things I went through in my career and, and things like that really was helpful Jeff what was you know here you're you're working with a bunch of sales guys you know and and it's and you know, I, I I don't know that I hold agency guys much higher on a much higher plane than, than sales guys, but you probably had to think you were lowering yourself a little bit to to work on something as mundane as sales rather than a great campaign. Um, uh, no, that, not a, not at all. Like but it was um, it, it's been a it's been a fascinating process for, for for all of us, and we've all learned from each other. Uh, I had to learn. Uh, to become a salesperson, really, um, and advertising people are—we're not—we're we're kind of distant cousins. Um, we, we are salespeople in our own right, but we're salespeople in on TV or in print or digital or whatever the media is. So, you know, we're still trying to make those connections, as as you've as as you pointed out, and um, so it's not really that different. But I, but I did have to learn a lot of stuff. And, and sort of in exchange, what I was doing was teaching the guys a little bit about um, uh, creative writing and, and about fiction. So, so it, was a, it was very much a two-way process. But um, interestingly, I, I think that uh, what you've just covered is the, 
again, was the, the, the major purpose of the book, which was a, a how-to, a, a, a simple step-by-step, -step, here's what you should be doing, a fairly dry textbook, will not tell you about the hidden agendas, the real plots, the skullduggery, the power plays, all the things that actually happens in real life. Now, although this book mm. is actually fiction, it, you know, what we really want is for people to read it and go and resonate with it and say, yes, I do know that character. I've worked with that character. I've been yeah. in that kind of situation before. Because funnily enough, it might sound as if it's mundane. It might sound as if it's just, you know, the workaday nine to five world, but actually it's not. It, it can be very yeah. compelling fiction if it's, if, if you are, if you have experience in that space and, and if the, the situations that um, we put the, you know, the, the protagonist into are situations that you relate to. So, so all of that is quite, is quite important. I think the other thing that I just wanted to point out at this stage is that the novel is part of it. The novel shows you how uh, the method can be applied in, in, a, in a real life business setting. There's also the online component, which is the how-to. That is the dry textual here's the theory behind it, here's what you need to understand. So the book is really a, a dual offering. You can, through the book, uh, after every few chapters or whatever, scan a QR code, follow a link, go to an online training course in, in many ways. We, we call it an on, the online companion. Right. Uh, and there you can understand exactly what's happening in the story, the background and what's being what the, the protagonist is doing. And then you flip back to the book and you see how they do it in, 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 a, in a real setting with, with, with real human challenges. Well, uh, I wanted to bridge into that because, you know, I mean, from a, a, a novel and plot line and all that, it was a real page turner and, and, and things like that. But at the same time, there was this, this process, the advanced process that everything is based on that you start looking at and saying, this is really a compelling approach to how we engage with customers, how we how we move, uh, create value with them, and move things forward. Um, John and Wayne, could you comment a, a little bit about the, the the methodology and and give us a bit of an overview about it, and also the resources that accompany the book uh, to learn more about the methodology. Uh, the methodology that Wayne and I have been working for, with for years is the one I referred to at the beginning of this discussion. Um, there's a, a thing we call advance, e, advance with an E, starting with an E, advance. Uh, and, and that's a, a process, it's a framework, it's a methodology, uh, it incorporates strategy uh, and so on to help somebody support a customer through a buying journey to a, to a, mm -hmm. a, a very valuable outcome. Um, and uh, advance, in simple terms, it stands for um, a, a few words that you need to apply during the sales process, like engage is the E, discovery is the D, V is for value, and so on and so forth. Um, it, it's really interesting. The book actually, I think it's more than half or about half the book is on discovery. Uh, and, and it's it's really uh, important that that's, there's, it's a really important reason for that. Um, in a large deal, and, and here we're talking about a relatively large deal, um, discovery is where it all happens. Discovery is where the selling happens, but it's not where you're talking about your product. It's all about the customer and understanding the customer situation and taking the customer through a thinking journey and so on. And in the case of a large organization, and, uh, it can take months and months and months to do that uh, in a large deal. So that's yeah. that we spend a lot of time on discovery and it's a really exciting part of the book. 
it was, that was a part that really resonated with me and something that I think is underappreciated in, in, in kind of most books and in, in, in most training programs in sales is, is, you know, I always tell people, people tend to rush to close, you know, and, you know, let me ask you my few obligatory questions about your needs and requirements. Now, let me tell you about my product. Um, but, you know, I keep telling people is where you win and lose a deal is in discovery because it's in discovery that customers tell you what you need to do to win. Um, and and I, I think we really shortchange that. Um, and I think part of it, well, maybe let me turn before I express my opinion, but you know, why, I loved how much emphasis you put on discovery. Why do you think we're so bad at it? Wayne, what do you? Yeah, I think a, a lot of it's to do with the fact that people are not focused on the outcome for the customer. As you said, they, they rush to the close and try and get, you know, get the sale, get the product. And the other thing is, I think there's a lack of confidence. People aren't domain experts and they're, they're scared to challenge the customer. And if you're going through discovery, you've got to be prepared to, to disrupt the thinking of the customer and uh, make them think in a different way. And you've got to dig down. We talk about uh, going down the hole and up the hill. And that's yeah. getting down, getting down and dirty with the customer and real or the prospect and really understanding their business. To do that, you've got to understand what the industry is and what the market is that they're operating in. And all too often, salespeople and a lot of sales training focuses on the product and still features benefits and not enough about how that product actually delivers a positive outcome, either solving a problem or delivering a gain to the customer. And people aren't confident to do that. And they rush to the sale. Yeah, I, I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more as I think, I think the lack of, I don't know whether you call it business acumen, industry market acumen and so on and so forth is puts us, puts salespeople in a weak position because we, we can't talk about what the customer really cares about. We can't establish connections with them. And then we miss a lot of what's critical to their success and consequently our success. And, and yeah. again, what it was fascinating in the book, looking at the conversations the characters were having and, you know, almost all of them were business conversations about what they're trying to do. Yeah, exactly, David. I'm a strong advocate of applying the principles of lean to, to selling. And, of course, one of the main principles of lean is delivering value. And yeah. when I work and when I coach salespeople or I mentor salespeople, one of the things that I emphasize is you need to be delivering value at every engagement. And, you know, a lot of times salespeople will make a call or make a, a, a connection with someone purely to check in. And that's a waste of time. And, you know, the client has not got time to waste these days. So you need to make every engagement valuable. And I think what we try to do during the book is show that Sue, the, the, uh, the hero, I guess, of the book, um, at every time that she went into a meeting, she was prepared for that meeting. She had a goal, she had an objective, and she had a process within a process to actually achieve that and actually add value at each engagement with the with the uh, individuals within the Wentworth Bank. 
Yeah. Another part of the book that really stood out in contrast to a lot of things that I see is the focus on the complex buying process and understanding one, I mean, all the players involved, their different interests, and also the dynamics of how that changes, you know, because there are a few times where people would emerge as important and then disappear and then new people would come in and so on and so forth. And, and I, I think that we, I, I think we, we tend to go and, and look at the buyer who happens to be the person who will meet with us and maybe nothing more than just a conveyor of information. Yeah. Um, and I thought that whole thing, both around kind of um, uh, understanding the buying process, the decision-making process, and understanding the, the personas and the different kind of um, attributes to the personas, both not only their job function, but who they were as human beings and how we connect to them was really good. Um, um, any, any thoughts, comments about this? about that. It, I mean, that just leapt out at me. I, I might just jump in if, if, I, if I can. I, I, look, um, you're right, David. I think what we looked at was uh, this, this, there's two sort of things that are happening within the novel. First of all, there's the, there's the characters which, which we constructed in order to, um, you know, to, to play out the story. And they are based on, you know, on personality types that you will meet. You know, you, there are sociopaths. There are um, and pleasant people. There are <laughs> powerful people who who want to be in control. There's egos and stuff. And um, we base the characters on on these um, these character types. And what happens is when you then put the, the protagonist in the middle of that, and she's trying to achieve an, an objective, then really the book almost writes itself because the characters will dictate what happens in the next meeting. The, the characters yeah. play it out as it would would happen in real life. So it becomes a kind of like a simulation. You know that you see it running. And uh, I think what was um, the other thing that we, we wanted to do, and this goes back to one of the points you were making earlier, is that we wanted to demonstrate within the book, here's what's going to happen if you do try to close too early. So one of the yeah. characters tries that and, it, yeah, yeah. you know, and we see it unraveling and we know, we know that that's going to happen and we see it and it unravels. And then it's like, how do you recover from that? How do you get back? Um, you know, so uh, so all of these things are very, very character based. The other thing about the book, which is very, very people based, is the whole approach to um, the archetype system that uh, we've devised between yeah. us, which is really um, a way for the salesperson to understand who it is you're dealing with. Are you dealing with somebody who is a messenger, as you say, who is really just going to convey information that they're not going to drive consensus, getting them on side? on their own does not mean you're going to close because you, you're dealing with a large organization. It's a, it's a complex job and there's a lot of players involved. And it, it really shows you how you can map all those different players and the ones, and it, it helps you isolate the ones that are important to drive towards consensus. And it teaches you not to waste, <clears throat> excuse me, time on uh, players within, within the game who are really not going to be able to help you at all. Yeah, yeah, and but one kind of aspect of this, and and John, I, and you and I have talked a little bit about this in other conversations, but you know, one of the things that struck me is is Sue and the way she conducted a lot of her discussions 
was really focused on helping people not just understand what they were trying to do and all that kind of thing, but also kind of disrupt their thinking and help them think differently, help them consider something new. And as I look at customers today, is customers are struggling and, and the salesperson that can come in and help customers rethink things and consider different things, I think is so important. And that was such a core part of kind of the discover the journey that Sue and the customers went on together. It's, it's in my mind, you're absolutely right. In my mind, true selling is helping a customer through a thinking journey to a new way of thinking. If you're yeah. not doing that, I don't believe you're selling. You, know, you, you might be selling a product feature function benefit. But unless, unless you're helping the customer come to a new way of thinking that's highly valuable for them, that they say, ha-ha, you know, the aha moments you get when you're talking with customers, yeah. and, the customer, ah, and you see them suddenly you know, sit back and say, wow, that was valuable, great thinking. That's the salesperson's job in my mind. It's to help the customer through that thinking journey to a new way of thinking that's highly valuable and then getting the customer to express that value back to you. I, you know, I'm, I'm really very against sale that you know customers uh, companies having their value proposition and i'm going to tell my customer what my value proposition is it, it, the value is all the perception of the customer the value is in the customer's mind we can't put it in the customer's mind we have to get draw the customer out to express it uh, i have another friend that says sales is like a poker game right we've got to get the customer to put the chips on the table before we do and that's all about getting the customer to express the value. But to do that, we've got to take them on a thinking journey to a new way of thinking that ultimately we can deliver to, sure, but it's got nothing to do with our product at this point in time. It's, it's got to do with the customer and the outcomes the customer can achieve that are highly valuable. That's, you know, in the book, we could use the word disrupt. We have to disrupt the thinking of the customer in a, in a very constructive way. Well, and, and since, I mean, it, that's kind of music to my ears because that's kind of what I try and, and preach all the time. But, but, you know, seeing her actually do that and seeing how she held each conversation and how it kind of almost subtle it was in, in the way that she got people to think differently and do things differently was just stunning to me. And I don't know that you could get that impact in a, a, a nonfiction book. That's why I think the, the format that you, the three of you chose about creating this story where we can relate to people, we can see the humanity of the, the interchanges and we can kind of see the not dynamics of not, this is what a conversation should be, but we could see the dynamics of the conversation I think were so stunning to me. A lot of people out there be very familiar with Neil Rackham's spin selling yeah. and the whole process, which is what this is all about, uh, of helping customers come to a, a new way of thinking. Um, yeah, that we just wanted to put it in a book that shows, you know, that, that, that enables people to actually see it happening and live and breathe it. And, and so it, it, it's amazing. The lights come on. Ah, for a salesperson, that's what we mean. Well, I have a couple wrap-up questions. One is all my favorite novelists, and I go to kind of mystery thrillers and things like that, they always have a sequel coming. So do you guys have a sequel coming next year? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even discuss the subject. Don't bring it up. 
<laughs> Jeff, Jeff might have a sequel, but I'm not sure that uh, he'll ever work with us again. That's a, a long, long, course, long project. Of course I will. Of course I will. It's, um, you know, is, is there going to be a sequel? Who knows? Um, if this is a complete uh, success, who knows? You know, anything, <laughs> uh, anything's possible, isn't it? Um, but, uh, yeah, and I, 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 there, is, there is an idea um, that would make a good sequel. Whether whether we uh, want to put ourselves through that again <laughs> is another thing. This has been a long process. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, but it's been it, it's, five to six years in the making. It's uh, well. You know. One of my favorite authors is Daniel Silva, and he just came out with I think the twentieth in a series. And yep. I know Lee Childs is coming out with something yep. like the twenty fifth in a series in a month or so. So yep. I thought, gee, maybe you guys are thinking to next year and the following year and so on. It's it's um it's a, a fascinating idea. The the, the thing about um, certainly that I know from writing fiction, and certainly someone like you know James Patterson or Lee Charles would know, is that the information you know or the the, the story is in your head. You you make it up and you, and you put it out there. We had to create something which uh, I had to write about something I, I knew very little about. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you know it couldn't all just come from my imagination. It couldn't come from John's imagination or Wayne's. So we had to, this is, this was the layer of difficulty that was, was added that, that, that makes it much, much harder than writing just, just a normal work of fiction. Yeah. It had to be real as well. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, final question to the three of you. Is there anything we should have talked about and should inform people who I hope will be going out and buying the book immediately? Anything we, uh, we should have talked about? I, I'd like to say um, the, the book is about uh, a, a lady going through a sales process with a large organisation, uh, but the, the real issue in most selling organisations is not the skill of the salesperson, it's the, the, the sales culture in the organisation. Yeah. So as sales leaders are reading this book, I'm hoping that they learn a lot about the sort of culture they need to build in their organization. And by the way, the culture in our organization was not brilliant. There were some real yeah. issues with it. Uh, yeah. and, and the book teaches that. Um, but you know, it, it's so often I've seen great salespeople hired by an organization and they've gone from being successful for 10 or 15 years, they go into a new organization, they fail. Not because a new organization's product's no good, it's, it's often brilliant. It's because the sales culture and, and the sales uh, cadence, the, 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 the methodologies they've got, the way in which they sell is not established in that business. And, and the, the other real issue is that the customer experience, the the, yeah. the intent we have has got to be with a customer. Now, so many people pay lip service to this. It is a cultural change that needs to happen in an organisation. So the book depicts this quite, quite well, I think. But as readers are reading it, the sales leaders out there, it's not just for salespeople, it's for sales leaders. Look for that, learn from that. And I think you'll get a lot of ideas about how to drive that cultural change you need in your organisation. I, I think I think the culture, the value system in, in all that, I think both from a sales leadership point of view and a salesperson point of view. But I would also, I think this is something that's very readable where people outside of sales can learn a lot and, and learn about how they more effectively work with sales. So, you know, uh, uh, God forbid an agency person might want to read this thing <laughs> and learn about how they will. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but no, but marketing and I think corporate executives and so on, because it is so realistic, but it shows kind of value systems, you know, the, the way real the way real sales professionals work and the way real sales unprofessionals work and the contrast between those. And so on. Wayne, what anything we else that we should have covered? I think you've just hit on a, a really valid point there, David. I've shared this book with some friends of mine that are uh, managing directors, CEOs, financial controllers, and the feedback has been excellent. Um, the number that have come back to me and said, you really should be pushing this book beyond just salespeople, but into yeah. C-suite and managers, because I now understand what you guys do when you go out to sell. And I never really understood that previously. Um, you know, I thought it was about, you know, going out and, uh, and basically collecting orders. I knew that you, you had to work to do that, but this actually explains it and it explains how to be successful in sales, the whole organisation needs to be involved in one form or another and support that. And John mentioned the culture within the sales team, but that culture needs to be across the organisation as well. Yeah. And, you know, while the book is based around a sales process advance, as John said. What I think Jeff's done a really good job of is bring out the other issues that are not linear, that are not textbook. Uh, it's the culture, the difference between good and bad as far as sales management's concerned, sales management versus leadership, developing people. And, and as John said, it's important book for sales leaders, sales managers, as much as for sales people. Yeah. Yeah, can, I, can I just add also that it's um, I mean, the book also we um, we we had quite a few beta readers who uh, I think more than 30 uh, beta readers who did a fantastic job of helping us uh, improve the story towards the end. And, and, and you were one of those, David. So, so thank you very much. But um, the the other readership for, for something like this is going to be not just the people who are working at the high end in, in, in complex business to business, but also um uh, new entrance in, in, into the into the field of sales, and they can learn so much from it. In fact, some of the comments we heard back, people said, "You know, I, I learned so much about sales, but I, I didn't. I enjoyed the book so much that I didn't realize how much I'd learned until I got to the end." And, and that's a wonderful thing to hear back. Um, the, the other kind of people who may find it useful um, are people who work in um, uh, small business, uh, who are you know who, who have no experience of sales. So there's still something they can take out of it. And also, um, one of the very interesting comments we have back is that um, uh, one one of our beta readers said this is a perfect thing for training. Actually, a couple of a couple of our beta readers said this this would be a great tool for training because you can sit people down in a book club kind of setting and just get them to read it and then discuss the principles that, that are actually used within within the story and 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 you know um, you know tr and try and enact them in real life. So. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's got a much uh, we hope much wider readership than just people who are working at the high end of business to business sales. Yeah, I actually hadn't thought about that before, but now as I reflect on it, is creating kind of a book club where we look at one scenario and look at developing people's skills and say, well, how might you have handled that differently, or what did Sue miss, or so on and so forth. And, and I think that that's very powerful. Well, I I can't. One, thank you, the three of you, enough for writing a really great book and, and not only just compelling reading and a compelling story, but having it based on such a rock solid methodology that that really is 
is about value creation and about focusing, putting the customer at the center of what we're trying to do. You know, you know, I got kind of two for one in in in, in one book, and it, it's just stunning with that. And and John, I think you mentioned it, but. Um, at the end of each chapter, you kind of link it directly to different aspects of the methodology. And then you have the supplementary resources on the web for people that really want to learn more. So I think it's just such a powerful combination and set of tools. And also thank you for writing the book and, and, uh, and thank you for taking the time uh, to talk to me. This has really been fun and and. I'm just so pleased to be able to help start promoting it and get other people to, to, to read it. I learned so much from it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, David. My pleasure.